It came from Gen X. <laughs> what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Welcome to It Came From Gen X, episode three. That's right. Throw them up, boys. <laughs> we ain't talking about Des Bryant either. All no. right. <laughs> Welcome, people. Welcome, viewers. Welcome, listeners. This is the third inaugural episode of It Came From Gen X. The show about everyday topics from a Generation X point of view. I am joined with my esteemed, that's right, I said esteemed mm. colleagues, Michael oh. Skinbone Skinner, Brian the Big Fish Fisher. What's up, fellas? Hey, 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 hey. Good week. Good day. Good week. You, you know, Fisher, we do do radio, right? You can't just throw up the deuces. No, nobody right. can hear that. That's right. <laughs> Yeah. They, they, What's up? they may start hearing it with my arthritis gets to get worse. Good, right. good lord. Is that what good that lord. was? Okay. Yeah. All right. I guess. Yeah. So I'm so I'm skinbone skinner this week, but I was pineapple last week. What's up with that? I just I just go with the flow, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whatever I'm feeling, man. Mm. It, it might change again next week. So anyway, uh it is good to see you guys again. We've had uh Kind of a slow news week, I, I would say, maybe. Would, would you say? Yeah, I would agree yeah. with that. But there's still stuff to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and we can always talk about, uh, you know, our experiences as well. Again, this is a show and life from a Generation X point of view. But we also are welcome millennials, welcome baby boomers, whatever. You guys are more than welcome. And uh, it, it's, it's all about life. And I hope you guys uh, enjoy what we're talking about today. So we also have uh, several ways that you can hear the show. Um, And Fish, tell us about them. Yeah, so you might be listening to us on uh, WMVU.org, Global Internet Radio, Mondays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. That's our former reality football slot. So check us out there if you want. Also, the same episode airs on podcast. You can find us on uh, now. You can find us on all major podcast platforms: Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and more. And awesome. uh, ask, yeah, ask your home assistant device to play the "It Came from Gen X" podcast, and she should play us uh, in your, the luxury of your home. Uh, YouTube will post videos and also link those to our Facebook page. So, Facebook page where you find all show information, links, all that stuff at "It Came from Gen X," all one word. YouTube channel. Look, it came from Gen X. Uh, just look for that. Uh, Instagram, it came from underscore Gen X. Twitter, it came from Gen X or at came underscore Gen, G-E-N. TikTok, at, it came from Gen X 330. And you can email the show at it came from Gen X 330 at gmail.com. You can also email us through the Facebook page. If you're not sure if you're looking for the right uh, uh, show, look for our uh, rubber duck monster with the uh, laser shooting out of his eyes. That's our logo. Um, find him. And then that is, uh, so give us a like, give us a follow. If you Absolutely. like our stuff, we appreciate it. You know, give us a share, you know, tell your friends. Uh, and uh, yeah, appreciate the support. Out there. Excellent. I, I heard you say something about being a twit and getting some Tic Tacs. That's what well, I got out of that. Yep. That's right. <laughs> or whatever. Okay. Right. All right. That's guys. Right. Well, let's get to cracking today again. Kind of a slow news week or story week, I would say, but we still can can talk about a lot of different things. So uh, with that being said, uh, just let everybody know we are 
the three guys from Reality Football. And with football season being over, we wanted to continue uh, our brotherhood. And uh, this show was born from that. And uh, we'd be remiss if we did not say uh, hello to our other best friend, John Cooper, who uh, is, I guess you say he's on sabbatical. Yeah, hopefully one day he'll be joining us again soon. But we're three best friends from high school and um, just really enjoy uh, doing this together and uh, staying part of each other's lives. So with that being said, I will slide the floor over to you, Fisher, my man. What have you got going on today? Well, why don't we start with Skinner, actually? He's got a news story here. Why don't we start with okay. Skinner Let's and I'll come that. back to pop culture. How about that? I said start with you. Go ahead, Skinner. (laughs) You bold on the video. (laughs) Mm -hmm. What's up? All right. Um, World news. Yeah, the news is kind of light this week. Um, We could always talk about COVID 19 and this, that, and other, but we probably talked a lot about that last week. So Mm. thought I'd hold off on that. There's a lot going on. Uh, new Johnson and Johnson came out, and they're talking about these new strains coming out. So we'll hold off on that. Maybe we'll we'll bring that topic back up again here in another okay. couple of weeks. We'll see how things go on. But there was a study done out in the UK about young men. You know the the young grasshoppers out there, not us, not us Gen X, say, not, me. not us Gen <laughs> X types. But the study has wrote and had said that they have given up on sex with women. In order to play more video games out there. Stop it. Shocking, isn't it? Absolutely shocking. You know, there's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm going to need about 20 more minutes. (laughs) There is. And and there's a, in the story, obviously you got comments out there and all that. And one, uh, one comment that I thought, that I thought was interesting is come from a person who says, I play video games all day with instant access to smut online. Why do I need to go out? and risk things trying to find a woman, women or a woman when I have everything I need at home. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I thought that was, I thought not only was that interesting, but as a 10 X guy, I'm like, I just don't have that capability to think that way, but I see where it's coming from, especially today's day and age. And I definitely want to get your guys's opinion on the subject matter. Probably going to be pretty close to mine, but I would be curious to see what you guys have to say. Porter, let's start with you. Wow, fascinating. Um, okay, you heard me sound kind of shocked at first when I heard this. So now I'm thinking about it here for a few minutes. And I think it's important that we differentiate. Oh, that was a big one. Uh, <laughs> between sex and relationships. So, yes. Uh, when I think about it, I. It's probably a good idea that you're playing video games as opposed to just having random sex. Uh, you know, I, I would prefer that with my son. However, if you are substituting meeting women and having relationships and, and growing as a person, I think that's pretty sad. And there's no substitute for that. Um, I think it's just more and more of the antisocial uh, behavior that we see uh, in millennials. Everything's done on computer. Um, people are expressing themselves more through avatars than they are talking to other human beings and things of that nature. We have a 
a sad generation of where we don't talk to one another anymore. I sit in the doctor's office and in the lobby and there's 10 people in there and everybody's like this on their phone, you know, and I purposely start conversations with people. You know, like, come on, what is this keep to myself, blah, blah, blah attitude? And it's not always millennials either. I see older people too. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, on that note, I don't think it's it's healthy uh, if this substituting relationships. But as far as the sex thing, help yourself. Yeah, and I, I think maybe they're saying having finding sex with women is probably relationship-based uh, sex. They don't need a woman. They would rather play video games all day long and then, you know, instead of conversing with people. So well, it sounds like the I kind of people we don't, want to, we don't want them to procreate anyway, so it's probably good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and you, know, you ask me, would I rather want to spend time next to Marcy and conversing with her or playing a video game? There's no comparison. And even though we loved video games as kids, I'm not a kid anymore. I want to grow as a person. I want to grow as a human being. We're in a relationship. I want our relationship to grow. I've never been happier in my adult life than I am right now with Marcy. Why would I want to jeopardize or why would I want to do something else when I'm growing and being happy this way? Right. So like I said, I can't I cannot grasp the thought and the process and that thought process. Right. Fish, what I do thought, you want? I, I thought I was in a relationship with Marcy, but whatever. We'll talk later. <laughs> <laughs> well now the new PS gaming system. Now, let me just lay this out here for you. No, I'm kidding. Oh, boy. It's a joke. No it's way. A, it's you're a, you're it's a scaring joke. me there, buddy, for a minute. No. Uh, yeah, he got all serious on it's us there for a second. It's a joke. <laughs> well, yeah, these guys are uh, experts at using joysticks. Thank you so much. There you go. Uh, there, you go there you go, Keith. There you go, Keith. I no, knew I, it was I, in here somewhere. Yep, yep. <laughs> That's the first joke that popped in my mind early. No, I, I, I tend to agree with you. And, and it's like, uh, it's... I don't know that it's necessarily a worry. I don't know. It's like the there's definitely been a downturn of new babies during the pandemic. I think some people thought that you might see an uptick, uptick in births mm-hmm. uh, during the pandemic, and that really hasn't been the case, probably in part because people are just so afraid to get out and are you trying to meet people during a pandemic and this and that and the other. But, you know, if you're couples at home, you're not having kids necessarily. It's already, uh, you know... You can you can go off in a lot of different uh, directions with this. Sure. With you know, it's it's harder to make ends meet these days. People are already more reluctant to have children because it's you know the all you know the financial support. People are working two incomes to support a home. But you're right. Just the younger generation of you know the effort to go out and meet people. You know, are those the guys you wouldn't necessarily just running around and. Like you, like you said, Keith, having random stuff, so probably not, you know, yeah, having, kid, I, I, having kids I, I out like there. I would like to that, see who these guys are. They're probably yeah. guys that don't have the game to talk to a woman in the first place. That's, that's so, possible, you know. certainly. But, yeah, it, 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 it will be interesting to see what happens in the future if we do indeed continue to see a downturn in new births because of all of this and um, and then the lack of social skills, like you mentioned, Keith, too. So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. But you're right. It, 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 it the, the the one of the most beautiful things as we all are fortunate to have experienced and experience is to be in a loving relationship with mm-hmm. uh, a significant other who you know like you said Keita, it helps you learn and grow and that's it's, and grow old with and these sure. are things that you hope that people don't you know 
not go Miss after all, and right. yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah, I don't know. I don't, and I don't and I, I, on a personal note, I have a serious problem with with grown men that sit around and play video games all day. I just really do. Just yeah. get a life, you know. I mean, there's more to life. Nothing wrong with playing video games, but I know guys that call off work to play Call of Duty all day. It's like really, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> No, I got you. And you talk about lack of social skills. Why do they have lack of social skills? It's because they're on a, behind a freaking computer or behind a screen all day long. Yeah. So they don't have that interaction with hu- human beings, male, female. And this study, and you could even transport young men and switch that to young women because there are women gamers out there that are the same way. Mm-hmm. They're just as lost out there, in my opinion, as the men are. And I find so, that even more interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got all right, so all you all you kids out there listening and watching, don't forego a loving relationship for video games. That is a lonely, empty life. You may think you're yes. having fun right now, but you're gonna turn around and be a lonely older person someday and yeah, you know, to pay attention. What the hell did I miss? Or what am I missing? And you're gonna it's gonna hit you and at that point, it's probably too late. I hate yeah. to say it. But, that's um, right. So that's right. Well, and that's all I got for that. But uh, today, fellows, is it a celebration of International Women's Day? Yes, it is. Which I thought was a very interesting topic. It's been going on for quite a few years. Can uh, I say well, something I, real quick, Skinner? Yeah, please do. I, I I want to apologize to myself, to you guys, and to our listeners because. We are about to address National Women's Day, and though I'm not particularly a fan of this, we did not address anything for uh, Black History Month, and I want to personally apologize to any of our listeners for that. That was not on purpose, but uh, I just feel a little, you know, going off about Women's Day, and we didn't even mention anything on that, and I take responsibility for that personally. Well, we all do, so yeah. You're right. Absolutely. So I'll start off with the influential person for me, and that would be Judith Resnick. Uh, She is a graduate of Firestone High School here in in Akron, Ohio, Northeast Ohio. Mm -hmm. Uh, She was an electrical software biomedical engineer, a pilot, and a NASA astronaut. I mean, that's just that just that's a bad woman. <laughs> a badass woman. I don't know how that's else to put it. Woman, yeah. Um, was it? Was the challenge? Go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, wasn't it 35 years ago this year? Was that the Challenger? Yeah, it yeah. was 35 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Um, those that know that she was one of the seven astronauts on the Challenger that uh, passed away suddenly uh, on January 28th, uh, 1986. So, yeah, the 35-year anniversary was just this past January. Good choice. Um, So she's just – I get called a nerd all the time for my better half. Um, I'm smarter than the average bear. I'm no genius by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) But talking to to people and reading up on Judith Resnick, that was one smart cookie. Yeah. And um, I just – I'd be remiss not to choose her as my – my role model because we heard a lot about her as kids. I remember where I was when the Challenger went up uh, in in smoke, mm-hmm. uh, in flames. That was 1986. I was 
um, a freshman in high school in 1986. Um, actually, it would have been eighth grade because that was in January. So I was just getting ready to start my freshman year in high school. And I remember all of us were glued to the television set when yes. that challenge went up because that was history. And then to that see that horrific. thing, it, it ended up being history, all right. Yeah. It, horrific is a, is a great term a, for a that. A lot of us needed, a, needed therapy after that. It was such a... What are we watching? It was surreal. Like, you know, yeah. we're everybody, you know, stopped class to watch this because one of our own, you know, from Akron was right. on this thing. Uh, right. And it was up in the air. And when it exploded, no one could believe that. That's what we mm -hmm. just saw. Yeah. Our mouths dropped to the floor. And you yeah. remember the I remember all the buildup with her being on that the, on that mission. First yeah. first woman. And then it was ended up being two. There was an also there was a teacher on board. And I apologize, but I don't remember what her name was. But these were the first two women astronauts going up into space. And, also, um, was it Commander Buford on there? A black astronaut as well, if I'm not mistaken. I believe yeah. so. Let me look here. I could, well, I can yeah, he was. Which they were. Um, I remember he made the statement prior to the shuttle going up. He said, if something should happen... Don't worry about me. I just went up even higher. Right. He was right. excited so, about Christian. So it, it was, uh, I can't even imagine what her students went through oh, watching that. Yeah, no, can't imagine. I, you know, I knew as a student myself how her, how horrified, to go off your term, horrific I was. I can only imagine the students and Firestone High School and all them people that uh, went to school with her, everybody that she knew. Uh, just a tragedy and all that. So that's what I have, and that's what uh, that's who I look at as far as International Women's Day. Somebody I've adored and and um, have looked up to for many years is Miss um, Judy Rich. Okay, all right, that's a, a, a excellent excellent choice. Uh, some of you millennials might not remember Challenger, but you might know the name because I believe there's some schools named after her now, and, mm -hmm. uh, and some other things. Um, that was a heck of a day in history. Now I, I could go on and on, uh, picking you know different women. Uh, of course, in my my opinion, I'm only differentiated between the women and men because it's National Women's Day. Um, right. These are just people I admire in history. But since we're talking about women, uh, I decided to pick uh, uh, someone a little bit different um, that I've always admired from afar, and that's Pat Summit. Oh. And, uh, she's no longer here with us. Uh -huh. uh, but I, she has always been one of my favorite coaches, uh, just one of my favorite uh, personalities. And what she did and her story is truly amazing. I was love the 30 for 30 special, how she grew up, um, how she got that job, carrying that team, making something like $10 a week, driving everybody to games um, until national champions. And uh, she's an extraordinary woman, uh, strong, don't care who you are. Uh, she's, if you want to read a story, an inspiring story, you, you check her story out. Um, real quick, before we go to Fish, one of my favorite stories about Pat Summit was they just won the national champion. And this is told by a friend of hers. The friend walks in Pat's house, and Pat's cooking. She's got two giant boilers like this on the stove. She's going back and forth cooking, and she's on the phone. And she's going, no, no, we can't make it then. 
Oh, I don't know if we can make it that day or not. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, hold on a minute. And she answers another line and she does something, blah, blah, blah. And she comes back and she goes, all right, Mr. President, I'll, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> she was treating the president like she was just talking to her girlfriend or something. But that just tells you how bold Pat Summit was. But she's somebody I truly admire. Well, how much respect she uh, deserved and, and got yeah. is what that, what that story tells me, truthfully. Yes, absolutely. That's a good point. <laughs> How about you, Fish? <laughs> oh, well, geez. There's a lot there. I'm going to go the personal route. Okay. All right. I'm going to save my daughter. Definitely okay. A, a young woman that I admire. So, you know, Peyton, uh, you know, her mom and I were never together as a couple her entire life. So mm-hmm. she's had to, she grew up in, you know, having to go from home to home to home. Um, all the while, maintain a smile, maintain great grades in school. And uh, now she's in college. She's made the dean's list two semesters in a row, doing well, and just has a good attitude and outlook on life, working hard. So, you know, from not trying to show you guys up going the personal route, I'm just saying. No, I no, no. Wanna, well, no well, wanna, let me say this. Yeah. Because yeah. in fairness, in fairness, Skinner had his mom. But yeah. I told him, let's not make it personal because our listeners don't know your mom. Let's right. pick someone famous that our listeners could relate to. So no problem with that. But is there anyone famous, uh, a woman that you've always admired? Hmm. I didn't prepare that. That's okay. Well, Let me and, think on that. And, I'll come back. I'll do that. And your daughter's great. She's she's yeah. she is she's absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Can't really be more awesome. proud of uh, Peyton, who the woman that she's become. Yeah. You know, we've watched. Me and Keith and and John Cooper, our other dear friend, that's not with us at the moment. We've all watched her grow up from diapers, and just yeah. to see her grow and thrive. And we all know the stories. We all know what she's went through and what you've went through as a father. And can't be more proud of how you've raised her, Brian. First of all, and can't be more proud of the woman she's become and who she is going to be. And truly, I don't want to sound bougie, but, you know, we talked about how lucky we were with the women in our life. We're really true with, blessed with our kids, man. They're all awesome, true. you know. That's right. And they've accomplished so much. It's uh, just amazing. So really, really Very blessed. Good. Yep. Okay. All, all right, right so Skinner. That's all I have. So I'm going to pass the microphone over here to uh, Mr. Fisher, and uh, let's uh, talk some pop culture. Pop culture. Sounds good. Yeah, so uh, some uh, pop culture stuff here. One of the biggest uh, pop culture stories of late was uh, last evening. So this is, we're shooting this on Monday the 8th of March. The big uh, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, uh, Oprah Winfrey interview. Mm. Um, you know what, actually, you know what, I want, that's a good, now that I say Oprah Winfrey, that's actually a... a Definitely right one one woman that I I admire out there. She yes, you know, definitely built up a career from really nothing. Really wasn't given career. much of an opportunity. How about enterprise? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's so, a good term. Yeah, she's way past a career. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's one that's you know just bound, determined to make something happen, and she was given an yeah. opportunity and, and definitely made it happen. So yeah, there's choices. plenty of women I admire out there. But yeah, now that yeah. I mentioned Oprah's name, she's definitely one that I do truly admire. So good choice. Yeah. So, uh, it aired last evening. Did you guys watch any of this? I didn't watch any of it personally. I saw a little bit of it. Yeah. I didn't see it, unfortunately. Some very uh, disturbing things about the uh, the way the royal family and all this, 
you know, treated these two. So, you know, just some of the things that of note, uh, again, there's probably two sides they restored, but mm-hmm. this is their side of the story, uh, that, uh, they received concerns over, uh, baby Archie's skin color. Meghan Markle is half black. And so that, so that's kind of a weird and commentary from their perspective, uh, Megan at one point contemplated suicide, she said, because of all the, the stress and pressure and negativity and everything. Uh, the royal family did not give baby Archie a official title, so he's not a prince or anything like that or a duke or anything like that. Mm. Uh, the couple is expecting, on a happier note, they're expecting their second child, a baby girl. And Prince Harry and Prince William, they don't really seem to be on the best of terms right now, which I can imagine all this causes a lot of strain in the in the family. So does all this change the royal family on how they work all that? Or nope, it's just these two were outliers. And okay, well, you know, what do you I, think about? Do you have an opinion there? Yeah, it doesn't change anything for me because. My studies of the royal family, they're a mess, man. Uh, I've studied the royal families for years mm-hmm. uh, pertaining to things that I've taught in Bible study. And it doesn't shock me one bit. And I'm going to get real serious here for a minute. Mm-hmm. As, as as a black man on this show um, and, and, and talking with family and friends or whatever, I don't know what Meghan Markle expected when she married you know, the prince, I really, what did you think was going to happen? And so I'm not, I don't feel bad for, I'm not hating on her or anything, Mm -hmm. but we were just shocked completely as, as African-Americans. Like, are you kidding me? The Royal family's not going to go for this. I'm shocked the wedding even happened to tell you the truth. Um, They're all about one thing when it comes to the Royals bloodline. That's, that's it. They'll marry their cousins to keep that bloodline pure. You know, this is true fact. Um, that's why Diana was hated. And uh, you go on and on and on in history. So the fact that, uh, you know, she was suicidal or whatever, I can't believe she didn't even anticipate that uh, that uh, Harry was kind of a rebel, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that uh, she was going to get treated like this and it was going to be a rough time. You know, it's crazy. Do you think it changes anything in the long term of creating these exposure or like, like you say, no, it just, no, well, is this going to keep on the way that it is or what? I think Harry is the rebel of the family. Mm-hmm. William is a traditionalist. And the fact that they left uh, Great Britain and moved to Canada says, says volumes. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a really, really big deal. And I think it's going to shake up the royal family big time. It's going to cause a serious rift in the family. It's only going to get worse, especially yep. after that interview last night. Yep. We're we're going. This ain't the last we're going to hear of this. Yeah. Yep. Do you admire them getting out of it, Skinner? Do you admire them getting away from all this? Um, I kind of feel the same way with Porter. Is uh, what did she expect when she started dating a guy? I mean, he there's. You're getting it. You're trying to get into the royal family. You, you, there's going to be ups and downs. There's going to be bumps and bruises. Mm-hmm. And well, hold on to now. Be truth, Let's not say she was trying to get the royal family. I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. She just fell in love with a guy. Well, yeah, and I, yeah. I, I'm not saying that there's an ulterior motive to this. Okay, I don't okay. mean it in that aspect. Um, 
to be truthful, I didn't know she was half black till you just said something. Mm-hmm. I looked it up as I'm listening to Keith talk. Um, I didn't realize that her mom was an African American, uh, and her dad just uh, you know, just a. Uh, where's her dad from? I, I was it from Ireland? No, I, I'm not right. Anyway, I was not aware that she was a, a mixed in uh, in color. Um, so with that, that really opened my eyes even a little more that. Um, Knowing the purest, like uh, Keith said, with the royal family, um, I'm not surprised. Uh, is it going to change anything after this week? I don't know. The the purists, the traditionalists, they're just going to look, you know, knock it off their shoulders and, and move forward. I hope things change because today's times is nothing like it was in the 1800s, which is how that family is still trying to portray themselves. Yeah. So I hope it does change. Um, do I blame him for moving? No. I give all the, the respect in the world to Prince Harry for um, sticking to his morals. And for and the record, so do I. I, I do making admire a change. Yes. Mm-hmm. I admire the, the, uh, the uh, cojones, if you will, to, mm-hmm. to do this. Yeah. Um, and uh, I wish that family nothing but uh, much love and peace. And I hope things work out for the best for everyone involved. Yeah. I mean, this, this ain't like the, the first family. This is the royals, you know. Right. I mean, this is the same woman that slapped President Bush for speaking out at a, when he did something at an event and it wasn't right. uh, cordial. She popped him. <laughs> she popped him on. <laughs> what does that tell you about the structure, the power structure in the world, you know? Yeah. I think all that's one of the craziest things that still exists is that whole royal family stuff. I mean, it's just nuts. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I just don't yeah. get it. Fascinating. You know, obviously, we're not we're not from over there either. But I guess. But yeah, I'm with you guys. I I admire them to say, "Look, we're in love." The hell with you guys. See ya. Peace. We're out of here. Yeah. You know, and Harry could he Harry could have caved and you know and, you know separated. Or I'm uh-huh. I'm sure he felt that pressure behind the scenes and everything. But uh, uh, he, he probably said, nope. the pressure to break it break up with her before that's they what, even got married. That's what I'm saying. Absolutely. Right. You know what I'm saying? And they they just they're just trying to make something happen. Having two kids, you know, like you say, bless their hearts and uh, peace be with them. Okay. Now on a, on a lighter subject, uh, Wandavision had its yeah. series finale on Disney Plus this past week. There's no spoilers here, so. I know Keith, you haven't watched the finale just yet. Keith was like off camera. That show ended the craziest way. I don't even understand. It's like there's one more episode to watch, you fool. <laughs> well, I'm excited know. that I have that to watch. So yeah. I'll talk I, about ahead. it up till uh, next to the last episode. Yeah, I watched the first episode and a half of that show, and I went, "What is this garbage?" Right. Uh, then after talking to some people, they told me, just go back and, and continue to watch it, hang in there. Yep. And I yep. did. And then I started to see the brilliance in what was going on. Um, and and even though I have not watched the finale, it is one of the best things Marvel has done in a long time. It's brilliant. Yes. It was a total different idea uh, to take on with the superheroes. Uh, brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the show hinges on, on more than just... These are my powers. It ends on the grief, the grief of uh, of of uh, Wanda, yeah, uh, uh, as a human being, as a woman in love. So I can't wait to watch the end of it. But it's a great show. 
Yeah, they they really set up the next movies coming up with the multiverse with Doctor Strange and Spider Man and all that. And again, we won't spoil anything here, but they do really bring everything into full circle. So you really see why did the show start in a fifty you know fifties uh, sitcom or sixties sitcom and all of yes. that. So they they really explained everything. I thought pretty well and set it up very nicely for the future. And I, and I agree. Is it? Yeah, it's it's. Of all the superhero television shows throughout the years, this makes an argument to be the very best series. It's more of like a more like a long movie, in my opinion, frankly. But mm-hmm. it is a TV, it is categorized as a TV series, so probably one of the finest TV series for superheroes that they ever anybody ever came up with. There's still some good ones out there. Yeah, maybe maybe that's another episode to talk about that a little bit. But sure. Yeah, I, I thought they set it up very, very nicely. Well acted, well written. And these are written, this is true fans that put this stuff together. When you go back in and, mm-hmm. and, and read the Easter eggs and different, even all the little subtleties and all the homages to the original comic book series and everything, these are people that really took their time and paid attention and really, they really did. honored the, the, the original storylines uh-huh. and the characters very, very well. So, yeah. And I also thought it was brilliant for Marvel, who went through what, phase one, phase two, phase three, phase yeah. four, and to take a break and go this way now yeah. Uh, so we don't get oversaturated with the movies was total brilliant. That's right. What do you think, Skinner? Do you see it? You know, uh, you guys, I haven't gotten past the first half episode. <laughs> oh. <laughs> now, listen to you guys talk. You, you, said, you said it perfectly. Took an episode and a half, and you said, what is this garbage I'm watching? And then mm-hmm. somebody told you to stick in, to stick with it. Yes. So I'm going to do the same mm-hmm. thing. You guys are telling me to stick with it, Trust and I me, will brother. go and watch the series. Yeah. Um, when I watched that first half episode, I'm like, wow, this is a 50s spoof. Yeah. What is Marvel doing? Right. Yeah. Now, I didn't finish the episode, nor have I heard anything that's happened from that point all the way forward. So it's a, <laughs> I'm completely oblivion yeah. to anything that's happened or what the show's about. So I'm, I'm going to be I'm going to watch it now. I okay. really am. I, I think about this as a kid, just the absolute garbage that we had on television back in the seventies, the, the Hulk was tolerable somewhat. And even that, was, even that was very, fun. I loved it. I, I know it was, it was I know it's, it's fun to go back and watch Lou Ferrigno was, yeah. And Bill Bixby was terrific on that yes, show, but just the, the storylines and the plots were, yeah. you know, that was, and the wonder woman, Linda Carter was great. That was fun. But most of the stuff like that Spider-Man show they had back then was that just, was so bad. Is, that was it awful. Just, it was in, it just made me angry as a child that yeah. here's Spider-Man on television and it's so horrible, terrible, terrible, terrible. Mm-hmm. To go from that to this is like the I the, know, right? Just as a as a kid, we never thought never. we would see anything I remotely to, as good as the movies and what an yeah. X-Men movie, a real X-Men movie yes. looked like. But I was collecting the comic books. I remember sitting with our, our colleague Cooper at a job. Mm-hmm. We both worked at a car wash and we cast. The movie, yeah, X-Men. we yeah we had cast the movies. Uh, mm. you know we had uh people like uh, John Forsythe as Cable, yeah, uh, you know Sherry Belafonte as Storm, stuff like that. Yeah. So to see, yeah, this is a dream come true for us uh, as comic book collectors, superhero people. Now I'm gonna tell you a show. I'm about to go straight Gen X. Are you here? You know what one of my favorite sci-fi shows was? 
Hmm. Buck Rogers. Oh, yeah. It's you know what? 25th century. A- Allie and I went back on the NBC streaming app, okay? Yes. All the episodes were there. They only made two seasons. It yes. seems like it was more. <laughs> season a lot one. More. Yeah. Season one, great stuff with Twiggy and all that. Fun. Well acted. Storylines, goofy 70s, right. 80s, 70s stuff. Fun. Season two, right off the rails. With Hawk, Hawk, Hawk and all yeah. that. Oh, and my his God. Wife, yeah. But it is fun. It is Good fun. Yep. Allie actually bought me a, a, a antique, authentic Buck Rogers lunchbox I have sitting on my shelf that she got That's awesome. for me fairly recently. Okay. Uh, speaking of the mutants, by the way, I won't go too much. I don't have it. There's no, not much news about it, but they are making, now that uh, Marvel has the mutants and the Fantastic Four back in its fold, finally, mm-hmm. yes. where you might see a, a decent Fantastic Four movie for the first time. Uh, <laughs> first, you know, And they are developing the mutants movie uh not much about it but so look for that so hopefully marvel will get these right i'm sure that they definitely will and that's that's it that's that's kind of the main uh pop core. oh coming to america i forgot coming to america yeah. too yeah launched on Turned amazon bo- prime from our childhood yes i have not seen the sequel it's not it'd be impossible to try to top the original you saw it keith yes what did you think Worth the time of day, or I, I went eh. this with open mind. It's, mm-hmm. it's certainly worth the time of day to watch. Okay, all right. Or certainly, I would not say don't watch it. Okay, uh, but I was terribly disappointed. Sure. Yeah. Um, uh, and for two reasons. Uh, don't get me wrong. I don't want to sound like a prude here. I've watched plenty of things with foul language, but this yep. depended on it too much. Okay. For, for cheap laughs, and it wasn't necessary. And the other thing that got on my nerves. It's what was cool about it turned into a bad thing. They were pulling out nostalgia from the first movie. Oh, yep. And at first it was like, oh, my God, that's him. That's so-and-so. And then it just kind of relied on it throughout the whole movie. Yeah. I mean, everything from little people who had, you know, five-second spots, though they were mm-hmm. significant. Like when mm-hmm. he got went out to the bars when he first got to Queens and was trying to meet women. And there were the two twins. They did the rap. But the, oh, yeah. They, they, brought oh. The, they brought the twins back, you know. <laughs> um, and, you know, there, there was the, some of the music was cool. The, the uh, 80s music was great. They had En Vogue in it. They had Salt and Pepper in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had, you know, even they played She Blinded Me with Science, Thomas Dolby, which yep. was cool. But mm-hmm. uh, other than that, the, the, the original music wasn't as good as the original sh- movie. And it just relied on the st- old nostalgia from the first movie way too much. So yeah. I was very, very disappointed. It's worth watching because it's Eddie Murphy. And, uh, you know, it, there were some funny lines in it. Um, <laughs> the funniest line of the whole movie was uh, in the barber shop. Well, one of the barbers said uh, he wants a woman so black when he make love to her, he won't have to use a flashlight. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so yeah, yeah it, you know, watch it. You make your own, make up your own mind. All this crap out there of people, all this throwback reboot, all this stuff to cater to our generation. Hey, remember this when you watched in the eighties? Mm-hmm. Hey, let's try to get a watch or a glimpse or a little bit of money out of us or something like that. So much out there, and a, a yeah. lot of it, in my opinion. 
ain't that good. The best thing, in my opinion, is Cobra Kai is fantastic. The, the, Cobra the, Kai the, is brilliant. The continuation of that, it's, it's interesting how they're doing that, but they ain't a whole mm-hmm. lot. We'll, we'll talk more about that in maybe a future episode. Some of the reboot and things that are yeah. worth it and I think, a waste of time. So yeah, Reboot well, definitely needs to be. Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, yeah. uh, that new series, a uh, new season coming up. That that's well done, but not not a lot of this stuff Where, is, in my opinion. Well, right. yeah. I, I've got a note for a reboot episode. We definitely need to to dive into that a little more later on down. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Cobra Kai, brilliant. Yeah, how they have done that show from season one. I remember watching that first episode, and I felt like I was a kid again. You know, they took yeah. shots back from the original movie. I'm like, man, this couldn't have gone any better. And then to watch the characters being introduced, the you know, this last season, the girlfriend from the second movie. Yeah. And I'm like, holy crap, that can't be her. That's that is her. Oh my yeah. gosh. You know, right. so it was a it's a feel good show, no matter what age you're in. My 12 year old watched it. She hadn't seen the first right. movie, but she watched this Cobra Kai and loves it. Right. Uh, I'll tell you something else too, bitch. It's not just movies that are relying on. You know, twenty years ago or whatever, thirty mm-hmm. to, to to you know get interest. It's happening in television as well. Uh, sure. I don't mm-hmm. want to talk. I think this will be a great subject when it happens for you to talk about. But look at a, a show like Law and Order that's still on SVU. They're bringing mm-hmm. Stabler back. Yeah. You know, right. this is something we thought we'd never see. You're talking seventeen years, mm-hmm. you know, or something like that. Yeah, which I'm excited to see. I love Stabler. Mm-hmm. I'm a big SVU fan, but it's like wow. Uh, yeah. Desperate for ratings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they got a they got a zombie. Uh, I dream a genie coming out. I heard uh, something geez. like yeah. that. Yep, yep. All right, moving right along. So that's yeah. So that's that's what buddy. I got from a pop culture I, wise. I got okay. you, about Eighteen minutes left for you to talk about music, there, Mister Porter. Okay, you, talk, you well, had a little bit there. Yeah, how about we talk about a little sports first? Sports. Yeah. Not okay. a whole lot happened this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the big news which happened today. Fish, your Dallas Cowboys. Yeah. Finally came to an agreement with Dak Prescott. Mm. Uh, he is signed one day before uh, the franchise tag deadline, which okay. was looking like it was going to happen again. He was yep. going to be making you know, around $50 million. Uh, but he signed today four years, $150 million. It is utterly ridiculous that it took this long to get this deal. $160, isn't it? Or was yeah, it I thought it was $150. Okay. Well, I thought I saw f- – that's all right. I thought I saw four for $160. Okay, well, that's, that's fine. All right. Either, Either way. way. So certainly Dallas caved on the, the year. So they, they, were, they were trying to get five years, and he wanted four years. So certainly they caved on the term. Mm-hmm. Which is good. I I don't know. I just don't know. I, I like Dak Prescott. It's one sixty. Thank you, fellas. Okay, no, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I I I don't know. I don't know. I, I I don't know it it is he worth you know, this is the bait obviously it's you're gonna hear in sports till the end of time. Whenever when anybody signs a contract like right. this that unique to Dak Prescott, is is he worth that type of money? Well, none what of them are. None mean? of them are, in my opinion. That's that's true. Certainly well, Dallas had no option. Uh I uh Skinner and I were talking off camera a little bit. I'm sure Dallas at least felt around to see 
is there any chance of a possible Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson just to see what may or may not be there? They would be paying more. Pro- you're probably right. Can Dak Prescott play quarterback? Yes, absolutely. If they could protect him, then he will score points. Dallas Listen. had no chance of anything last season without him. They got to fix the defense. If they if they could, you know, defend at, at any just reasonably, yes. Dallas will be a much better team. Exactly. Instantly with him in there. Exactly. For sure. Listen, so. they had no choice. This should have been done. First of yeah. all. Uh, uh, Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson is looked at much highly of, than Dak. Okay, mm-hmm. so you would have been paying more money, but are they really that much better? Before Dak was injured, he was the highest-rated quarterback in the league. Okay, so this guy was coming into his own. Uh, here's the thing: if you didn't do it, forget uh, worried about is he worth it or not. If you didn't do it, you would have lost that locker room. That's, yeah, that's that's the bottom line. That's true, and and yeah. that's what that that team's biggest problem has been disarray. Yes, so you're right. You're right. Just should have been done. It just should have been done. It. Yep. Well, now you got a lot of guys locked up. Now you got him. Mm-hmm. You got you got Zeke, who still can run the ball if you freaking mm-hmm. hand it to him once in a while. You got a good receiving core. Mm-hmm. You had a decent line. Offense looks pretty as, as long as Dak is healthy and you protect okay. him. If they could fix the defense a little they bit, bring a new, the they're bringing a new coordinator. You got then, the draft coming. That's right. You know. That's right. And then 2021 Dallas Cowboys Super Bowl champions. I'm joking. It's a joke. You, no, yeah, no. you better slow your road there. I'm Parker. not, I'm so, not going so, down that. At so least, at, at there's, least some, there's some free agents the out there. Mm-hmm. Seattle let Carlos Dunlap go today, which I was shocking because I thought he played oh. excellent last year on that defense. Even though their defense was bad, he was a great addition. Um, the there's some great shining point of that defense. Yeah, so there's there's some some opportunities out there for for Dallas to get that, you know, through the draft and a couple free agents to get that defense together. What do you think about Dak finally signing? Um, you know, the first thing I thought of was that's Aaron Rodgers' money. That's Tom Brady' money. Is he really Aaron Rodgers? Tom Brady. He's the future, man. I, I get he's a future. I mean, that's more money than than uh, Mahomes got. Highest rated quarterback before he was hurt. Okay, but what has he done? Has, what has he done is my question. Hey, he, has he, he, has he done in, Mahomes? He came into the league. As, hey, Mahomes is an outlier. Come on now. Who's done has Mahomes? Has he done Brady? Has he done Rodgers? I mean, you're, that's, you're, that's my first these instinct. Guys are, these guys are phenoms. He came in and stole that job from Tony Romo. I get it. I get it. You now, know? let me finish. That was my first thought. But then you look at it, and you're right. If they don't sign Dak Prosta, if they don't sign Dak to a long-term deal, he loses that team. He loses yeah. that locker room. All hell's going to break loose worse than it did this year. Um, so I get that. Um, yes, he was the highest-rated quarterback, and we talked about that a lot on our other show. And then when he went down, you know, the – it, the rails, the walls caved in and it went off the rails. Um, so I think they had to. I think it was a good signing. I just, that money, boy, I tell you what, it just makes you shake your head sometimes at where salaries are today compared to where they were 20 years ago. Um, and <laughs> I, I hope Dallas figures out that their, their, their weakness isn't their offense. 
That is their defense. And they're not going to fix it in one offseason. I know that. It's going to take a couple years to get that defense where it needs to be. But we'll see. Jerry Jones is an offensive uh, uh, owner. Yep. He never okay. spends money on defense. All right. So moving on. Uh, the only other news, uh, sports news that I have. And this is really going to tell the, everything. Yesterday was the All-Star game. This was All-Star weekend in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Uh, LeBron's team dominated. Not uh, only did they win by 20, 170 to 150, but uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo <laughs> won the MVP. Now, this tells me a lot about this this game. Not only did I not realize that I not watched it, I didn't even realize it was yesterday. Did you guys watch it? I didn't either. I told Skinner the same <laughs> thing. I, I forgot. I didn't even realize, realize it. I have not watched. I'm not protesting anything, mm. but I have not watched one I don't recall the last time I watched a full NBA game start mm-hmm. to finish. Probably since LeBron was in Cleveland, mm-hmm. honestly. Mm-hmm. Now, now it's, it's, it's obviously it's a factor that we're we're from Northeast Ohio. And yes, the Cavs are they're getting better. They're they're an up and coming young team, and it's yeah, they, there's some excitement there. But I just don't think to sit down and and really watch it. I don't know because I guess part of it for me is just it's the same handful of teams that compete to get these. Moving around super teams and stuff like yeah, that, yeah, Brooklyn exactly. and stuff. It's but not more, as more interesting to me personally. Game. Sorry, also I, I just didn't pay attention. Didn't pay attention. To, I like I do like how they pick the teams though. I do like that better I than like East that. versus West. Yeah, because you get to see guys play together that you yes. may never ever see in your life. I liked uh-huh. the fact that LeBron got to play with Steph Curry. I didn't see it, but I heard about mm-hmm. it. So that's all that I love. All that stuff. I just didn't really pay attention. I didn't see the marketing out there. I just didn't pay attention and. You know, I, that's just that's just me. And then the, the, it's obviously it's just a it's the defense is a complete joke. It's a it's a Absolutely. complete complete One, offensive. We're talking about three hundred twenty points were scored. Yeah, and, <laughs> and even in our time growing up, even you know at those All Star games, they still played. They still played. Yeah. I feel like it was more at least a little bit more defense exactly. in the eighties and nineties and stuff like that. But now and they it, just and, completely and of course no. the big thing too when we watched it that you don't see today, which is my biggest beef, the stars <laughs> don't compete in the slam dunk competition anymore. Right. It was, yeah. it was a rite of passage for a Michael Jordan, your Kobe Bryant, LeBron, seventeen years in the league, not one slam dunk competition. Really? Yeah. Seriously? Right. Come on, man. Yeah. Skinner. You know, I, I didn't know that it was All-Star Weekend either. Had no idea. I, I'm with Fish. I, I watch the scores to see who's in, who's winning. I, I kind of look at the standings every once in a while. But I had no idea it was the uh, All-Star Weekend. Yeah. I heard they did everything okay. in one day. Did the, the yeah. skills competition. Did the slam dunk. Slam dunk was th- gone at halftime. Half I heard the three-point contest was fantastic. Yeah, Steph Curry Steph and amazing. a young kid, I can't remember who the name was, that gave him a run for his money this year. Uh, so I heard there was some excitement generated with that. And, and I hope that they can figure out how to make it fun again Steph with Curry's the All-Star amazing Weekend. To watch, so I can't stand him, but he's amazing. Yeah. But, we can't uh, stand so, him. <laughs> uh, I am a basketball sports fan. I just don't watch the NBA much, unfortunately. Okay. All right. Well, that's it I got for, for sports, guys. Uh, moving okay. on to music. Music. Um, uh, as I do each week, uh, this day in music, there were so many different things, none very significant, except in 1962, the Beatles debuted 
on television singing Roy Orbison's Dream Baby, and it was the first time that they wore the suits oh, that, wow. they, that became iconic for them. So this kind How of a big day, big day in history back then. Uh, gosh, well, I know I'm in a lot of flack for this, but I'm not a Beatles fan, guy. I, just not. You're not alone. I, I, you know, they, they wrote some, some great songs here and there. I'm just not a big Beatles fan. I know people tell me I just don't get it. You know, they talk about the greatest band of all time. Please, when you want to talk about a great band, I think of Earth, Wind, and Fire. You name me one band that can play <laughs> instruments like that, dance uh -huh. like that, and sing like that. But I'm just not a big, big Beatles fan. How, how about you guys? I, I'm, you're not alone. I am not a Beatles fan. A couple songs that I'll listen to and I'll tap my foot to, but for the most part, I don't see what yeah. the, the I don't see what the heartthrob, or I don't see what what all the big hoopla was about. You. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, to me, Elvis was a better, Elvis better is, Elvis is in my top entertainer than the Beatles time, was. What I'll call uh, so, uh, but that's interesting that nineteen. You said nineteen sixty four, sixty two. 1962, so almost 70 years ago. My, or, yeah, if I'm doing my math right, that's crazy. Right. I mm -hmm. am not doing my math right. That's 60, you went to, 60 you went to Kenmore. Don't talk about math in here, dude. <laughs> Seriously? So, but it's interesting. I remember that that visual <laughs> with them with the suits um, doing that uh, particular uh, yeah, TV I, I, show. Yeah, so, stuff, the suits, yeah. the haircut. I get it. I get all that, you know. Whatever. Interesting. Yeah, so, and I, I got your Kimmore crack. I'll remember that one. <laughs> what do you think, Fish? My dad was a Beatles fan, so we always had the Beatles around the house. So I, I'm probably more of a fan for that. You know, just that he played them all the time. I, I had exposure to a lot of their music and all that. So okay. if, if I, just from a pure entertainment perspective, I would probably choose to listen to the Stones versus the Beatles as far as mm -hmm. pure rock entertainment but the Beatles were good. They were they were musically talented. They could sing. Multiple guys could sing. They were definitely one of the first bands that had the yeah. multiple singers and stuff. But anyway, so that I respect I like what them. they did. I'm yeah. certainly a huge Stones fan. The Stones yeah. are just so dirty. We don't care. Yeah. You know, uh, pure. They're rock and roll purists. So I, I dig them, and I'm certainly a huge, huge Elvis fan. Talking about that era. So yeah. okay, all right, moving on. Um, Unfortunately, not not such uh, lighthearted news, uh, but we would be remiss if we didn't mention the passing of a local legend here, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the great Michael Stanley, yeah. uh, someone who should have mm -hmm. been in the big time. Uh, I don't want to say a waste of talent, but something that should have he should have gone a lot higher than he did. Um, he is just beloved here in Northeast Ohio, and yeah. his passing has shocked. Uh, everybody uh, in this era. Uh, Fish? Yeah, a lot of great music. Like you say, it was just, it's just one of those things where I'm sure a lot of areas have bands like this to where they're, they're very big locally, and for whatever reason, they did not get the national commercial play and make their <laughs> way too far out of their local area. But Michael Stanley definitely fit that description in Northeast Ohio. He's definitely a Cleveland guy. He <laughs> was a local DJ uh, for many, many years. He still toured. If you live in Northeast Ohio, you know a bunch of Michael Stanley band songs growing yeah. up. Definitely at our in our every age band I play group. in, I uh -huh. demand that we play Lover. 
That's my yeah. favorite. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. He wrote a very heartwarming letter that was passed on after his death by his estate and mm-hmm. just very nice thanking the fans and everything. So I've seen him before. Skinner and I actually saw him years ago at Clay's Park. We did. Good, good show. And he rocked it out years ago. So definitely a huge loss in the local Cleveland uh, music scene. Yeah, what I did know about Michael Stanley is he chose not to go to L.A. He chose not to go the national route. It was his decision to stay in Cleveland, live and work in Cleveland. And he was an icon, but he was mm-hmm. an icon to his people. And his people was Cleveland and Northeast Ohio. Yeah, He did He did tour nationally a little bit from what I, what I read and what I had seen. But he adored Cleveland. All if you listen to a lot of his songs, he, he talks about Cleveland. He did, yeah, he was on that that t- television show that he toured different places in Cleveland, mm-hmm. um, and then he did the radio show on WBN uh, or ninety eight five rather. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, "That's all I want to do. I want to talk music. I want to be music, and I want to be in Cleveland." That was okay. his three things that he said, and loved Michael Stanley growing up. My my aunt Sherry, who's only five years older than me, uh, my dad's sister, she was a huge Michael Stanley band fan. Mm-hmm. So I got to know him through her and listening to him. It and was I just really good, good sounded rock and roll, man. Yeah, it was yeah. very good, good. sounding uh, in the vein of a Rick Springfield, yep, Pat yep. Benatar. Yeah, sure. Just good sounding music, good songs, you know. Right. Yep. Oh, so, all right. Okay. Well, moving on. Uh, you know, rest in peace, Michael. Um, Last subject before we close out here, uh, in the music world, the big talk, if you're on Facebook, you've probably seen uh, multiple people bringing this up, the uh, fence to this Cardi B song. Um, wow. I, I, I didn't know what was going on until I looked up and read the lyrics. And I got to tell you, I've heard some, some raunchy stuff in my time. This is utterly ridiculous, uh, especially in the age where we're banning Dr. Seuss Christmas songs and this crap's being promoted and pumped into our kids' ears. Uh, I, I don't want to sound like a prude. I've listened to songs that had, you know, some some you know not so savory stuff in it, but this is utterly ridiculous. Fish. That's a what that WAP song or something? Yes, is that yes, what you're talking yes, about? Yes. Yeah, I the lyrics on this, you're right, made the uh the two live crew blush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely does. Yeah, the, the two live crews album is a hymnal compared to that this. was that was me so horny. It was like a huge uproar yeah. back in our time, and that, and that was that was kind of bad, but nowhere near this level of. So let me let yeah, me ask you this uh, real quick: are, 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 yep. are Skinner, are we being hypocritical here? I mean, we we grew up listening to some things, you know, that might have been questionable. Are we being hypocrites, or is this really bad? No, no, I don't think we're being hypocrites. And we are up against about another minute left in the show. But uh, I, that song makes my skin crawl to okay. think what they, what the the uh, subject matter of that song is. And then they want to ban Dr. Seuss. So they want to ban Christmas songs because the Christmas songs are offensive. Absolutely. Uh, I don't get it. That's okay. hypocritical to me. Okay, no well, one's banned Dr. Seuss, about, by the way. While we're Dr. Talking Seuss, about, Dr. Seuss elected to their own publishing company stop some of those. Go ahead. Okay. Well, while we're talking about bands and music, uh, mm-hmm. we got a letter from a viewer, and mm-hmm. he requested something real quick. Go ahead. 
He did, and unfortunately, we're going to run out of time to take care of this, so we'll pick this up next week, but we want to shout out Nick Schaefer, a uh, friend of yours, Fisher. That uh, He's a friend of our show, but he's also Thank does you, a show with you guys. Uh, he wants us to discuss some influential bands from when we were in high school. So We'll do that uh, next week for sure. We will do that next week. we got 20 seconds left, so um, great show, fellas. I appreciate uh, all your candor, as always. Um, yeah. I, I thought we had... Uh, not a lot to talk about, but we sure did fill up the hour. And, uh, and we want to say a shout out. Uh, we didn't uh, last week to Tiger Woods. Um, right. We're making fun of him the week prior. Then the accident mm -hmm. happened. I felt horrible. Um, this is just really, really bad uh, for a guy who's been struggling to make a comeback, which he did win the Masters, uh, you know, a couple of years ago. But 2019. Right. Yeah, we, we wish so. him, him the absolute best in his recovery. Absolutely. All, All right, right, fellas. Up until, until next week. It came from Gen X, our Facebook page, all one word, all show information there. Nick yes. from Convincing Idiots. Peace, brother. We'll talk Peace, more. Peace, Nick. It came from Gen X. See you guys next week. Thanks uh, a lot, See fellas. you next week. Love you, my brothers. frightened by all the wine coolers I saw. I was scared I wouldn't pick the right one. Luckily I did. It was the most refreshing one of them all. Sun Country Wine Cooler. You see, Sun Country is a blend of premium white wine and real fruit juice. That's what gives it its great taste. Sun Country, say give me the real juice cooler. If you don't say Sun Country, you'd better sleep with your lights on. <laughs> This is, this is my mic keeps going out. Say something entertaining in it. Maybe it'll keep working. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm screwed. <laughs>